0: Roaming on campus, episode 14. In this episode, I'm joined with chemistry student Aaron Romanovan as we hit the high notes and explore chamber choir. We are recording Roaming on Campus, episode 14. Welcome. As always, it's your host, Kenny Macheka, and today I hope my voice is as soothing as possible because I'm joined with a singer, he's a first-year chemistry student at Imperial College London, he's from Birmingham, UK, Aaron Ramanathan, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate your promptness, but I understand that since we're living right next to each other, it was quite easy to get this organised, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant living next to you. Um, and no, it's uh, lovely to meet you, and amazing to hear that you've you've done this podcast. No, I, I, you know, knew that I wanted to be a part of it the moment you asked me. Awesome.
0: And how's it been so far, living as a fresher in halls? different world climate something we're not and, used to
1: well yeah obviously uh it's for everyone it's it's something new isn't it but um no it, it's been really really interesting and you know i've had a lovely time so far lovely people in the flat lovely people um all around and i suppose that that's what really makes the experience um even if i can't go out and see um people or do the classic fresher's stuff of uh, <laughs> going out partying every single day on whatever um but, yeah
0: yeah we've got to make improvisations but it's good to have good people around you and yeah you're a great flatmate, so i do like the fact that we got put together and one thing you do do even during lockdown and before is chamber choir so you've got chamber and choir two words put together tell us what is it
1: chamber choir is all about singing um singing unaccompanied um together in a four different choral parts um so that would be bass tenor um, sopranos and altos coming together just to make some really really lovely music and to give our renditions and spins on uh, pieces of classical music as well as from some contemporary composers so composers that are still around today in fact I think um, just before lockdown one of our concerts we were fortunate enough to have one of the composers turn up um, but yes
0: mm-hmm. nice could you tell us what a bass and tenor is that oh, kind of course. Of um, me
1: it's just to do with the uh, voice parts. so bass is you know, for the people who really grumble down here, um, and you know they have a quite a low voice part, and they, they sing the kind of bass lines the real bottom, they give a kind of uh, they give a kind of kick to the music. Um, mm-hmm. whereas tenors are a bit more kind of they take a little bit more of the tune, maybe, should we say? And um, they've got a bit of a higher voice, so I, I'm a tenor, and tenors okay. and basses are male parts. Um, so they're sung by males and, um, generally, occasionally you can have some interesting exceptions and altos and sopranos are the women's parts. So the soprano is the upper women's part who tend to have the lovely tunes. Um, and the alto is the lower women's part. Um, yeah, that's a brief overview.
0: (laughs) So does it have to be strictly men and women in those separate parts or, is it is that a traditional thing or are there good reasons for it?
1: I think it's, in some ways, I think it's a traditional and a pragmatic thing because in general, and I say in general, guys are probably going to have a slightly lower voice than girls. Um, as you know, I couldn't hope to hit some of the beautiful top notes that <laughs> sopranos hit. Um, but, you know, there are some people who buck the trend, um, who are, you know really high singers and they're male um, or they can be really really low singers and they're female it's just a general classification Um, but obviously there are exceptions and you know times are changing so
0: yeah okay and I understand the whole thing is orchestrated by a conductor so what does a conductor actually do because for the viewers I think it often just looks like he's just moving his hand gesticulating about do you actually have to pay close attention what happens
1: absolutely the conductor is kind of the glue for a choir uh, the conductor is someone who keeps everyone together make sure that everyone is kind of in time with one another and also make sure that we kind of really get our expressions across so if the conductor is conducting wildly um, it might indicate to the choir to maybe be a bit more loud and a little bit more excited Whereas if the conductor is being really, really subtle with their movements, then they're probably trying to tell us to, you know, um, tone back a little bit and maybe kind of make it a really kind of hushed, excited, uh, maybe a bit more hushed magical tone, should I say. So uh, conductors can be incredibly expressive and can say so much um, just by a wave of their hands. It's, it's something quite amazing, but um, the conductor is, is really, really important.
0: That's cool. I was thinking for a second, I was thinking in terms of a musical orchestra whereby they have to play instruments and it can be difficult to pay attention to the conductor and perform your instruments at the same time. But I'm guessing it's not that difficult when you're just singing, right?
1: Um, Well, uh, speaking as a violin player, as well as a a singer, um, you have to kind of balance the whole act of looking at the conductor and looking at the music. Um, because generally you don't look at your instrument when you're when you're playing after you've got quite accustomed to it. So when it comes to that, it's simply a case of knowing the music really in and out and really feeling the music, and then you can kind of sing with the kind of aid of the conductor, and you kind of have this. It's almost like across the the, the choir hall or whatever wherever you're singing, you're having this conversation with the conductor. Um, although obviously there's lots of you. It's it's a really weird but interesting thing. And the conductor plays such an important role. Um, but, you know, as you say, to, to someone who's looking, he is just, or she, is just waving their hands around.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, it sounds like you know your stuff, so you didn't just begin this in first year. Have you done choir stuff before? Yes. What's that school, et cetera?
1: I started when I was quite little. I mean... I suppose everyone starts singing when they're little, don't they? Because they sing along with the tunes that they like when they're little. (laughs) Um, And, you know, some of them um, go on to join choirs, which as I did uh, when I was little. Um, So I was part of my school's chapel choir um, and then joined a choir in secondary school. I was really lucky in secondary school because they had a really good choir. Um, So I was able to do some really cool bits of music with that and do some more difficult music as we've gone on um but yeah i i've been in a choir for a while and been singing for a while though i would say that i properly started singing around the time of when i was around 16 17 ish um mm-hmm. because my my voice really kind of settled into the whole tenor business um because as you know voices break and voices change um and mine has only really stopped changing relatively recently um so, you know, it's, it's taken a bit of time. But um, yeah, I started having lessons when I was around 16, 17, and I've absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, awesome. So is that voice modulation something people can get better at? Or is there like some kind of inherent bias in order to be good?
1: Um, well, sorry, what do you mean by voice modulation?
0: Sorry, no, I meant to say is being a good singer, uh, like a natural trait.
1: I have conversations with my friends about this because some of them will say no, some of them will say yes. Um, I think it lies somewhere in between. I think people can be a little bit better at singing or a little bit worse. But I I firmly believe that every single person on this planet can sing. Um, We can sing, but can we sing well? (laughs) They can sing well, um, given the right conditions and given the right teaching and and all that stuff, given the perfect conditions, I think everyone can sing. Um, It will be more difficult for some than it will be for others, um, of course, and some people will be better at it than others, but I think everyone can sing to a decent standard at the very least.
0: Um, All right, well, yeah, well, that's a really good wholesome view you've got there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to hear. I'm sure I'd have benefited from hearing that when I was younger and being told I couldn't sing, so thank you, yeah. (laughs) So with the Imperial College London Choir, Chamber Choir Club, how does that work? I understand there's like auditions and people have to like compete to get a part in the team?
1: Yeah, so I, I started off, um, well, in terms of auditions, yeah, I, ju- I just signed up on the website. And yeah, I was in, um, we were invited to audition in a short slot, bit of sight singing. So just getting a piece of music in front of us and then just seeing how we do with it. Um, with the accompaniment over Zoom, obviously, because it's quite difficult to do these things in person. Mm. Um, And yeah, um, as well as that, I was able to sing a a lovely French piece for my audition, just a piece of my own choosing. Nice. Um, And yeah, it just seemed to go quite well. But yes, it's quite competitive. It's quite... um, it's difficult and I was really really happy when I heard that I got in because I was I was a bit worried that you know maybe I've got in maybe I haven't um but I was incredibly excited as I said when I when I when I learned that I got in um and you know that excitement hasn't gone away
0: yeah awesome well congratulations and is there like a B team or some kind of consolation for those who don't get in can they still take part or is it bye-bye
1: um unfortunately for the chamber choir it is a bit of bye-bye um because you're just kind Oof. of in or you aren't however there yeah. are some other lovely choirs at imperial um that you can join um it's just that chamber choir you know prides itself on being being the best choir yeah uh, at imperial at okay least.
0: Or, yeah no fair, fair off. so I'm interested in the songs you guys typically sing. Like are they the sort of European themed songs, sometimes Latin, what's the theme behind it all?
1: So this year it's actually quite exciting. We're doing a lot of um, works by female composers, um, slightly lesser known female composers. Um, mm-hmm. And they've written some fantastic, fantastic stuff. And a lot of that's in English. Some of it is actually in Hebrew, um, which is quite exciting. So we're doing quite a bit of Hebrew. Um, as well as I believe later on in the year, we're going to be doing a little bit of Indian classical music. So, yes, we're keeping, I think, the core of European uh, romantic and classical music. But it's exciting to see that, you know, roots like uh, Indian classical music and Hebrew music and other musics around the world. um, We're looking into them and we're giving them a good shot. And yeah it's really nice because personally it's a bit of a musical exploration because I've never really, you know, considered these uh, schools of music and I've never really listened to these schools of music. So to have the opportunity to sing those schools of music and to really get an understanding, which I think you get from performing such a work is really, really lovely. And it's kind of broadened my musical view as, 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 as a musician and as a singer.
0: Mm. So what's the dynamics involved when it comes to, learning a song in a different language which you may not necessarily know how do you get things like the accents and intonation correct yeah what's the process
1: it can sometimes be quite tricky um i think the first thing to do is really just to recite the words um after someone who knows what they're doing and just try and really hammer it down and do the best you can to to emulate the kind of mouth shapes because a lot of the time it can be really quite tricky i mean Personally, I'm quite happy with German, but I find the Hebrew can be a little bit tricky sometimes in terms of those weird shh and kh sounds. Oh, okay, you're right. Sounds, yeah? Yeah. Um, um, I find that quite tricky, um, but it's mm. just, uh, it's, a, it's a question of practice and getting the lyrics um, down. And while you do that kind of parallel to it, you'd learn the notes just to a uh, neutral sound like da. And you just sing along the notes with da. Um, and then. Sorry,
0: it, sorry. I didn't catch that. So you sing along with da as in you're literally saying the word da, or is that. You literally sing the word da, yeah. Okay. Um, just right. to the notes
1: and to the music, because you can't necessarily say the words yet. So once you're confident with the text and you're confident with the music, only then can you really put it together and then get this wonderful piece of music that someone has composed in a, a language that. you you can't properly speak
0: yeah okay that's pretty elegant and I understand with the songs there's often some kind of story being told and when you're giving the performance to the audience how do you get them to understand what you're trying to convey do they get like translated lyrics or do they just have to sort of guess by the way you're singing
1: So it depends, really. Sometimes you can get translated lyrics, what we call a libretto, um, which is just a little booklet of just the words in in the language which is being sung and the language in English, um, which is nice, but not not all the time. And no, that's actually quite rare. Um, It's more common in operas and stuff, but not the kind of repertoires we're doing. I think, yes, words are really important for music in general they're not music. And I feel singing is less about words and yeah. more about a tone and a story that you tell through through your tone, as I said, through your expression, um, mm-hmm. partially sometimes through your movements. Um, and just, it's a very weird thing. I feel music is a language all on its, uh, all by itself. Um, and the words just are like a little cherry on top. they Yes, they give the song meaning, but the song would have meaning without the words, certainly.
0: Right. So it, it's up to the listener to interpret it how yes, they wish. And absolutely. okay, Guy I did. guess that's not entirely new. Like, for example, Despacito wasn't entirely English yeah, yeah. and you can still and, gather uh, what it's And a song like is, that so.
1: makes you feel, you know, wanting to dance, um, <laughs> kind of cool, swag, um, but still kind of a bit of a dance track, whereas... And, and you get that you get that impression straight away, um, straight from the off, and you don't really need to think about it. Um, mm. And the real, you know, if a choir can do that for you and to make you feel a certain way without you really, you know, thinking about what does this really mean, then, you know, they're doing a really, really good job and they're properly expressing what this song is trying to get across.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And I understand the main kind of events to look forward to often are concerts with the choir. And is that like a sort of set location, or do you go about to different places to choir and sing?:
1: So before the lockdown, um, we had uh, every other Wednesday an even song, which is just basically us getting together in a church and singing for anyone who wants to come by um, mm. to just come and listen to choral music. Um, which is designed to be sung within a church so or a, a cathedral, so all with religious connotations. Yeah. Um, for evensong, that is. And uh, it's a lovely, lovely time. It's very, very peaceful. Uh, the church is a touch cold, uh, but we sing in this lovely, <laughs> lovely um, Holy Trinity Church, which is just opposite to the Imperial campus. So, really, really lovely okay. location, lovely acoustics. Yeah. Um, I really, really looked forward to um, evensong. However, nowadays, obviously, with lockdown, we we can't perform, um, and unfortunately, our Christmas concert has been cancelled, as well as all further even songs because of you know obviously risk with COVID and the fact that there's it would just be illegal. Um, yeah, right. So you know, instead, what we're doing is is just um, practicing for now, and we'll we'll perform when we can. Um, mm. But you know, I you, you mentioned that our concerts the highlight in some ways they're what you kind of build up to but i i personally just love being in a group that has come together to each contribute their own little unique part to uh, this something that just manifests itself as being completely beautiful and yeah it's that's what really gives me kind of joy when it comes to singing with with the chamber choir rather than rather than concerts or anything else, which are cool. Don't get me wrong, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's really cool. And I'm guessing with lots of people singing together, I'm guessing nerves and butterflies are less of the thing when you're with people. So you know that it's not just you and it's not just all eyes on you, right?
1: Well, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. It's much less stressful than singing solo um, because you have support from the people around you. Um And you also have the conductor, who is there to guide you, as as we talked about, and to kind of glue you together with everyone else. However, um, the chamber choir is around 26 people strong. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's roughly about six people per part. There are a few less tenors and a few more of the other parts, because tenor is a weirdly uh, rare part to come across, um, because most men have lower voices. So when it comes to tenors there are not that many of us Um, and a lot of the time since we sing quite high since we're a high part um, we're quite exposed so all right okay (laughs) if we we make mistakes then people will know and people will hear so there still definitely is butterflies I mean personally for me when when you know we're just about to perform or something like that because it's tricky music that we sing sometimes and, you know, I just want to get it right. And so far it has gone right. And any mistakes that I've made have been, you know, can, are not particularly major. Um, but it will happen. And you just hope that no one hears and carry on moving on. Even if your, your heart starts beating and your, and your cheeks go a little bit red. Um,
0: okay. I'm kind of curious. Have you seen whiplash? I have not. Okay, well basically there was this like conductor, and he had a really good ear for like an, an out of tune person playing the <laughs> instrument. But for me, it's like I wouldn't be able to tell if you were out of tune unless you're egregiously bad. So, hmm. who you like? Who do you have in mind when you're thinking of that judgment? Because I personally would assume anything is good coming from you. <laughs>
1: oh, that's very sweet of you. Um, I suppose I consider judgment. You know, who's judging me from? From my perspective, because in some ways I would mm. obviously judge myself for anything I get wrong. The people in the choir might hear me, um, go off and, you know, we're part of a team, I don't really want to let them down. Um, we're part of a team creating this this wonderful thing and, you know, you've got to contribute your, your weight. Um, the conductor um, and the audience because you just want to give the audience the best possible experience possible and but If you make mistakes then you make mistakes but actually to be fair i suppose it's a very inward judgment thing because the people in the choir are lovely um they're not going to judge me for getting a note wrong it's me (laughs) who's judging me um and i suppose i also like imagine judgment when i get a note wrong as me like me not singing but me kind of being what would i think if i were in the audience and i heard that
0: yeah okay Uh, Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, we are our own worst critic a lot of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't
1: agree more.
0: So how's it working on Zoom? Because obviously I'm guessing people get poor connection issues, that sort of thing. So how do you conduct things? And like with the conductor, how do you know he's, for example, looking at you, telling you to go a bit higher or lower? Sort of
1: well, here, um, luckily enough, we have very good connections in London in terms of internet connection. Um, And the members of the choir effectively, what we do is we'll get together on Zoom, just the tenors, Um, each section will do it separately, and we will all mute ourselves and we will sing loud and proud with an accompaniment which is played by the conductor who is also on Zoom, Um, but we will sing muted and the thing is, we are supposed to correct ourselves. So, you know, we will say, can we go over this part again? Could I could I hear that bit on the piano? Maybe um, it's very much self-motivated. I mean, you could just mute yourself and just stand there going. La, 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 and, yeah. and, and not actually singing anything, but mm-hmm. um, you don't really get anything out of that. Um, so you're still singing, but no one can really hear you but yourself. And you have yeah. to actively correct yourself. Um, take down notes as the conductor says, oh, this is supposed to be this note, not that note. Uh, make sure you keep that note nice and high, all of that stuff. So it does partially work over Zoom. Um, obviously, obviously, it's not the same, but it yeah, is no. the best that you can do. Um, yeah. And I'm really happy that this has been tried and this is adjusted um, and we've adjusted. Um instead of just kind of giving up and recently actually it's been lovely because we've been um at the end of each rehearsal um what we've been rehearsing um for that rehearsal we'll um play on spotify and then we can sing along with that so almost as if we're part of a choir almost yeah um but as ever it's not the same hey at least you didn't completely disband
0: because of covid so yeah yeah. hats off to you guys very and yeah. Do you have anything to look forward to in two thousand twenty one? Like just uh general potential events, assuming Corona doesn't screw us over again.
1: Um, here's hoping. Um yeah, yeah, so we've got a um tour. We usually have a tour, so I believe we've been to Cornwall, uh been to Ireland, uh, been to Vienna, so all these exciting oh, nice, places nice. Around, around the world. Um and I'd be in Portugal, I know that's another one. I think that was quite recent. Um Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's the choir tour to look forward to in the summer. Hopefully that can happen. Really, yeah. really have my fingers crossed over that. Um, but, you know, we just have to wait and see. And we've got, you know, those concerts which we have cancelled. We still will do them. We'll just do them a little bit later down the line. So we've got all of that to look forward to. And you know what? What I'm really, really looking forward to in 2021 when it comes to the choir It's just being in person together and just being able to sing together with them again.
0: Yeah. Have you had much chance to connect with people since you've only been here since October? Right. So has there still been a chance to get to know one another?
1: Already, I feel like I know lots of them um, because it's a really, really friendly family. And the conductor and the um, student rep for it are absolutely fantastic in making it a really welcoming and fun place to be. Um, and everyone is a like minded individual they 're all here to to make some special music together and yeah, as a result of that, everyone just kind of gels together really, really well, so i've not had any kind of social issues at all with the choir. in fact, quite the opposite
0: great, well, another wholesome society, <laughs> and a bit of a cheeky question: How does religion kind of play into it? because you are singing religiously themed songs so How do you sort of like divorce your beliefs from what you're singing? Are people religious fair? How does it work?
1: It's a fascinating question. Um, And one that I've occasionally considered actually. Um, Sometimes you just sing the lyrics, but every religion, um, every religious text, which you may sing, which let's be real, the vast majority of them are going to be biblical texts in this country. And just a lot of Western classical music is based upon biblical texts. Um, And a lot of it is going to be biblical texts and other such things. And um, that's great for a Christian. They can tell the story in the emotion and the way they, they feel it. But if you are not so inclined, you can still sing the text and you can still tell the story, a marvelous story that is happening, even if you don't believe it, because you can still sing about things that aren't true. Yeah. still sing sing about uh, fictional people that are not necessarily true and and ideas that that are not true but are still wonderful works of fiction uh, if you're that way inclined so i think it's just music is just about telling a story and you know that question reminds me of a quote from bach one of the greatest composers of so all music okay. is for the glorification of god um and I suppose I I have to fundamentally disagree with that.
0: The glorification of God, right, okay.
1: Um because obviously Bach um was writing a huge amount of choral music to be sung in churches in in houses of worship for Christianity. Um but I think music is much broader than that. Um choral music is much broader than that, but yeah, it's complex, but I think, you know, sing the story um feel the story even if you don't believe in it and just enjoy the music if you yeah it's all about enjoying the music
0: yeah okay so you can appreciate a good story whether or not you actually believe in it or not absolutely and yeah i guess one thing i did kind of notice which is browsing your club website is it does seem a bit overwhelmingly white so what are the demographics when it comes to choir chamber choir singing and do you feel that's an issue something which can be rectified.
1: So, yes, you're you're absolutely right. The the Chamber Choir is um, majority white. Um, In fact, I think I'm one of the only people, uh, people of color um, Mm -hmm. there, yeah? Um, And it's something that I think should be rectified. Um, But obviously it's complex as for why. Um, I couldn't tell you why. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's a shame uh, in some ways. Um, as for how to rectify that, uh, really make sure that everyone is aware of the chamber choir. Um, it'll be interesting to see if um, blinded, well, over Zoom, this would be possible um, blinded auditions. In other words, you can't see who it is.
0: Sure. Um, yeah
1: just to make sure there's no discrimination, which I don't think there is. Um, I just think it's a natural demographic thing, um, unfortunately, um, because a lot of people of color are just um, not exposed as much to choir music um, in the same way that um, your average um, person who who is not of color is. Um, But it's tricky. It's obviously really tricky as for, as for the reasons. But I agree. I think it should change. Um, do yeah. I feel alone in the choir in any way, shape or form? No. Is there any discrimination in the choir that I have experienced? Absolutely not. Is everybody friendly? Absolutely yes. Um, and I feel that my color in the choir is irrelevant. Great. Thankfully. Um, yeah. But as I said, or... yeah, I've, I've never really thought about that. That's a really interesting point. Perhaps one I should bring up.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the reasons are complex. I think class may have have something to do with it too because I can imagine it's not something which is tailored to working-class people as much. Mm So, yeah. Well, it's good to see somebody breaking the spaces like you. And do you have any sort of general advice to anybody who may be interested in exploring choir singing or joining the Imperial College Chamber Choir or their respective universities?
1: Get out and sing. Just put yourself out out there and, and just sing in the shower, sing every day, appreciate the fact that singing is this amazing gift that humanity has to just make music without any instrument whatsoever and to just make whatever music you like, put on whatever tracks you like and just sing. And I feel that's the, the purest way to really enjoy music. And if you like music that choir sing, then yeah, sure, join a choir. If you like more pop music, then you can join a pop choir. Um, there's so many opportunities out there when it comes to choirs and the ability to sing with other people is a gift as well as the ability to sing by itself. And if you really commit to it, it's something incredibly special and something which has brought me a lot of joy personally, Um, but yes.
0: Awesome. So just sing, there you have it. And hmm. since you mentioned it so brazenly, would you like to give us a sort of 10 second rendition of any song of your choice? <laughs> we won't judge you. Oh, that's very good. Beware, this podcast is listened to by billions of people. So uh, have yes, your eight
1: <laughs> Okay. Um, I'll probably just sing a little bit of French if that's okay. Um, sure. there you go oh man
0: that was amazing I didn't realize you were that good oh, hats so off really to you good. man thank you um, and Aaron Ramanathan, thank you for coming on campus absolute pleasure
1: absolute pleasure